and I'm in denial. And it don't take no x-ray to see right through my smile. I know I'll be on the go. And it ain't no drink out there that can numb my soul. Announcement comes following the shooting death of Hill. You may remember back on January 9th, the 18-year-old led state troopers on a high-speed chase before crashing into an embankment on I-64 in Goochland. Troopers fatally shot him when they claimed he reached for a Xavier Hill! Xavier Hill! Texas for Xavier Hill, because we're not gonna let that name die in vain. Toya, you can unmute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dope Dichotomy podcast. Tonight, I have a very important um, and what I consider special episode tonight. As many of you know, um, <clears throat> in my outside work, I have been involved in activism for many years. Um, I've kind of slowed down a little bit due to age and health, but I try to do what I can where I can. Um, and through that, unfortunately, I came to know my guest tonight. Um, her name is Latoya Benton, and she is the mother of Xavier Hill. If you have not um, heard the name Xavier Hill or become familiar with the Justice for Xavier hashtag, 
I would definitely um, love for you to listen to this, research his story, and share that with everybody you know, because this mother is still fighting for justice. And we're just going to shed light on his story a little bit today. Um, so something as simple as just finding out about it for yourself is, you know, helping the movement, helping the cause. And then there's other steps you can take to also help. Xavier Hill, um, on January 9th of this year, was involved in a high-speed police chase, and it ended with his life being taken. Um, of course, the cops pretty much hit us with the same okey-doke that, oh, he had a gun, or this or that was going on, or he should have not ran, or all the excuses they say that don't really don't um, equal the same outcome when it's somebody who doesn't look like us, right? So we know that those things are not just a cause for taking a life. Um, but to be honest, a lot of what is told about Xavier's case is based on the cops. And if you are from our community or anyone who has been involved in any type of um, police injustice work or police brutality, they lie a lot. I'm not saying every single one lies, but there is a system of um, deception and cover-ups that go on in our police departments throughout America. And I wholeheartedly believe in my heart that that's what happened with this as well, because some of the things just don't make sense based on what they're saying. Um, but we'll kind of get into that. Well, um, welcome, LaToya. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I really appreciate you taking the time out because I know that you were canvassing today. Um, to get the audience a little bit more familiar with Xavier before we get into um, what the fight actually is now, can you tell us a little bit about Xavier? He was your only child, correct? Yes, yes. So Xavier was my only child. Um, Xavier was 18. I was about 18 and a half when he was killed because it happened in January. His birthday was in June. So he was about 18 and a half um, when this happened. Yes, he was my only child. And what type of um, personality attributes would you use to describe Xavier? Was he like your typical teenager, always wanting to play video games and hang out with his friends? And Yeah, or... well, it depends on his mood. Okay. <laughs> so it depends on Xavier's day. Classic you know, teenager. Day <laughs> yeah, like he, want, he might want some days to be at home and some days, you know, I don't want to hang out with my friends, but they was a typical teenager, whatnot. Um, typical teenage boy. There's nothing different on him from any other teenage boy. Now, the thing about Xavier is that I would say what different about my son is that we have a business, and he was very prominent in that because he helped out a lot as far as like making sure um, certain jobs and whatnot. We sent Xavier on because he turned 18 years old. You know, it's more like you know to help build that. So. They was very involved in what we did. Um, I know that one of the things that really touched my heart is when I watch videos of Xavier because he really, really reminds me of my oldest son because he has like that goofy spirit dancing. Mm -hmm. You know how the kids like to make you laugh mm -hmm. and things like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So you can see his personality shine through. And then I also have a um, nephew named Xavier. Um, I think everyone who watches this, for the most part, 
we can relate to these cases so much because it has touched so many of us and we it, even if we, it hasn't touched us directly we can look at family members or ourselves and say that could really be me right. pretty much um what did xavier want to um do for a career what was his aspirations i remember speaking to his girlfriend about it but if you can shed light on that a little bit i'd appreciate it they was bouncing all over the place um i think that the last point he wanted to do uh, real estate I think he wanted to kind of like maybe begin to dabble in that. But we were more so because I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were more like, you know, whatever your heart desires, whatnot, go for it. And that's what we kind of let him do. He started helping us out. And then he was like, you know, I'm not wanting to do that right now. So he were, uh, at that point in time, I think he wanted to go with real estate. But he kind of, whatever he was wanting to do, he, he supported his cause, literally. Yeah, I'm sure um, he had that same work ethic because you and your mm -hmm. twin sister, y'all are entrepreneurs. I know how hard that is as being an entrepreneur. You know. And you know, to yeah. do that while I've watched y'all fight for him every single day since then, I know that's a that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? So you're very, yeah. very strong. And um, we won't get into it, but you're you're even stronger for other reasons. You've had other battles you've went went through, and were able to get through. So he, you know, definitely came from good stock and DNA. Um, right. So now I'm going to kind of get into the unfortunate night of January 9th. Um, take me through how you found out what had taken place um, that night, um, or the next day. It, yeah, I would say the next day. So they called my phone. Um, his roommate called my phone. And when they called, I was actually going to go pick up lunch. So typical, normal day. I, I texted Xavier, um, I think the day before, we were texting. I was texting him. He was texting back. And then that day, his roommate had texted me. He said, they had called my phone. And I was like, what did he call for? Yeah. And then I called him back and he was like, can you please me a return call? But then another um, agent had called my phone too, a special agent had called my phone from the um, state police department as well to give me the news about Xavier. But he wanted to come to my home to verify that we were who we were and to give us news about Xavier. So we found out it was, it happened in the morning, but it was the afternoon time. So how many hours from the time it happened to when they actually had contact with you at the police department? Oh, gosh. It, it happened at like 4.35 in the morning. They didn't call me until about a quarter to three. Okay. Did they explain the, the purpose for the delay? No. And I was actually telling somebody about that today that as far as like... um. You know, they shut the highway down when Xavier passed away. They shut the highway down for a, for a vast amount of the day. So it's like when the highway was shut down for all that point in time, why would you take so long to contact his mother? So no, it was that explains to us the reason why, no. I think that point is very um, important when you get into the details of the case and what happened. Mm -hmm. If you look at it outside of their version of events, because so many things don't make sense don't align and in my head when you need to figure out your story and you need to you know get everybody kind of in motion it's going to take some time and you may not notify the next of kin um in a timely timely fashion so i just think it was kind of odd that he you know he had 
ways of them to make identification, and it just took that long for them to come convey that to his mother. Um, So then they contacted you, and they said that there had been an officer-involved shooting with your son? Um, I don't, I don't think that was that, that wasn't the exact word. It was, um, that wasn't the exact word. And that's crazy because I don't, what, it's crazy because now, and I don't, I don't think I've, I've actually reflected back on those 24 hours per mm-hmm. se. So I don't recall the exact words of what he, um, what he said. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't recall the exact words. That, that's a very good question. Well, what... I, I, no, no, he said something like, um, Whatever he said, he did not want to tell me what happened with Xavier. Okay. And I was like, no, you're going to tell me, you know? And he was like, no, we need to come to the house. I was like, no, you're going to tell me over the phone. Because, mm-hmm. you know, where Xavier was in, in Charlotte, I live in Fairfax. So therefore, you guys have to either drive to me and send an officer from your unit over here to my home immediately. It was That still didn't happen. So that's when I, I told him to tell me. What happened with his dad? I asked, was he okay? And he was like, no. And that's what it was. He didn't even, he didn't say that. He didn't, he didn't even, no, that, no, he didn't say that, no. So he didn't even, he didn't, you didn't, at that point, you didn't know there had been, um, the, Xavier had been hurt due to something involved. No, 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 we knew that because, uh, when the guys got to my home to ID, to like ID us, they were like, um, it was a traffic stop going wrong. That's what he said. Okay. Those are the exact words. Trying to stop going wrong. And when you and your family arrive at the police department, do they readily allow you to view the dash cam footage? No, we don't even go to the um, police department. We went to um, we went to uh, we didn't go there. We didn't, we didn't go to the department. We went to the courthouse to view, to review the footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I think. I think a lot of times part of the issue that I'm running into is like the misconception of what you're supposed to do next when this happens or whatever. Because uh-huh. it's, it's not it's not there. You know what I'm saying? They they send stuff where they want the way they, they want to send it to. Yeah. Because you don't think you need where to go or whatnot. So no, it was at the DA's office actually. Okay. And I know the answer to this, but for the audience once you and your family viewed the tape, what was your takeaway from what had happened? Oh, it was straight. It was, I mean, you know I'm about to test, so. Oh, you can curse. I don't care. Toy. You ain't you know about to test, so. You ain't know about it. You it already bullshit. know. It's all good. You ain't know that. You know what I'm saying? Right? You ain't know. It was bullshit. Like, yeah. my whole thing is, like, it would have took them so long to say what happened with my son if it was justified. That was my whole thing. I'm not saying they wasn't an age of my saying they was perfect. Even at the end of the day, when I'm on the two of my journey of this, we lived in Virginia. Even if we did not live in Virginia, Xavier is still entitled to his rights. The police still shot and killed my son. Yeah. And I don't think it's like they're not allowed. I mean, they they have been they have been allowed to conduct themselves with they're doing or whatnot. So my fight is with this now as far as like uh, how they've been doing the fight now. We're not, we're not that's not, we're about to change it all up. Mm-hmm. So we know the table straight bullshit. They try to carry me on from like, oh, we're going to, no, we're not doing like that. They try to make us wait and stuff. No, we need to see it. That's not going to happen. So no. Mm-mm. So you reviewed it and then did you 
immediately feel this was unjustified? You said that it was some bullshit. And did you convey that to them? Yep. And even, even in, how do I put this? Um, there's nothing they can, there's nothing that that tape would have showed me, period, that I would have been like, y'all can justify that shit, period. That's, that's, I don't, unless they was on some like, uh, what do you call that game? Um, Grand Theft Auto, like, mm-hmm. she was a little, not, that, that, that didn't happen there. Yeah. You know? And, and my whole thing is that like, that happened, well, no, nah, that's one thing, well, nah, that didn't happen there. They killed my son. So, Immediately, you took to social media. You um, were, you know, voicing that they killed your your son, and this mm-hmm. was this was absolutely um, horrible and ridiculous. And then the protest and the um, fight begins, and that's how um, a lot of people kind of came came to know the Justice for Xavier Hill story. At the time, we hadn't seen the the dash cam footage. Um, The first protest we did uh, in Goochland, we hadn't seen the dash cam footage. But as a mother, I can tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just, you just know, right? Something wasn't right. You know, something isn't right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And as we know, they did did release the footage later on, which, um, as far as I know, that's an edited version. Is that correct? Mm, that's what I feel. Yeah. Yes. Um, even if that is an edited version, I watched that in horror, and there is no justification. There, I mean, there really isn't. So, it's like this narrative gets painted when it comes to um, these traffic stops, or oh, you ran, you were selling drugs, and I pulled up, and you ran, or you were playing basketball for your friends but you looked aggressive and you ran or whatever excuse they have they can use yeah yeah when i looked at that footage i said they're gonna they're they're trying to do the same exact thing so even if they edited it they didn't do a good enough job in my opinion because it still looks like very unjustified i mean this this supposed gun that you can't even see that was Mm -hmm. supposed to have made them feel like they were threatened they, if you if you watch the cam, they they have a hard time finding it. And to me, if somebody is threatening you with something or has it in their hand, you're not going to have a hard time finding it when it's done. And even if it was that way, why are you not giving this person CPR? There's so many things wrong with it, and that's why I wanted to bring you on because I feel like names get lost because there's so many, and, and people get so numb because there's so many. Um, mm-hmm. that we've lost to this senseless violence from um, these modern day slave catchers. That's what that's what I consider them that's as. What it is. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, that that's really what it is. And people get people get numb to it. But I want you, everybody who's watching, this is a mother. She's not getting justice. I've seen the footage. Many people have seen the footage. She saw the footage. The family saw the footage. She would not be going through this for all this time. If this was just her having a hard time letting go, and all these yeah, people it's not, it's not would not that, support yeah. if we didn't believe um, it's it's it is something that should not be happening, and it's happening too much. And don't fall yep. for the okie doke when they sprinkle these little things in in these stories to make you think, oh, this person was a threat. Use your critical thinking because if it doesn't make sense, it'll lie somewhere. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. 
So yep. the protest yep. and the activism starts and what has been your experience with that? And you can be very honest. I want to I want to go back though and touch on the point you said too with the cops pulling threat and because like I think it's kind of I mean I don't know if they're looking at this too and not if you feel how do I put this police like to say that they feel threatened situations and whatnot right mm-hmm. if you are on a road on a back road it's four thirty at night and you are quote unquote pursuing a person and they go into the side of the ditch why would you put yourself in a situation to even make yourself be in danger. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And, and then you turn around and say, hey, no, it's who I shot who made me feel threatened or whatnot. And that's my whole thing. We're not going for that. Now, back to the princess question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 been a, it's been interesting. I can say that for the least. It's been interesting. Um, you know that like I told you before, I don't mind protesting, I don't mind doing so, but I'm about actually getting real legislative change. Mm-hmm. Um, protesting the school and whatnot because it doesn't bring awareness. But when we're not making the phone calls to get actual uh, legislative change, there's a point of protesting. Um, I has agree. It, do I feel the energy shifted? Of course. Um, energy has, sh- has shifted since we started with Xavier, which I'm fine with that because I know that like only only person who can really tell Xavier's story, and that's with any mother, is going to be the mom. That's the main thing. Um, the only person who can, people can still talk about activism, I get that, but as far as like my son himself, that also comes with me. My yes. thing is, I think people need to understand that when it comes to protesting, I'm protesting not just for justice for Xavier, but to fight for this crooked ass system that's still affecting everyone else who's still breathing right now. Yes. I mean, people actually come, they understand that portion of it. No, they understand, okay, hey, what happened in the system happened to me personally and so many families as well and whatnot. And it could still happen to anybody else as well. So it has been a fight. I mean, it's been like, we have people who want to protest and I've seen ones people want to protest who, they're not really protesting. They're more so out there for like, you know, their own individual like reasons and stuff. I yeah. people out here really are protesting out here for like an actual change and stuff. So uh, we just ran into a little bit of everything. Like literally, we, me and Tanya went to um, Minnesota recently. We're handing out flyers for Xavier um, at the square because we wanted to see the Dress Foot Square and whatnot. And we didn't, the lady, long story short, they had vendors out there passing out, um, selling t-shirts. And I'm handing out a flyer about Xavier. This lady walked up to me and was like, could you please stop doing that? Um, you make it uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was like, eh? Hold on, but you got someone on the corner selling t-shirts. Yeah, you know how they I'm do. I'm just trying to talk about my son, yeah. So the experience has been, it's, it's been very interesting. I, I found her on Facebook and I even asked, I was like, you know, what was that about? Because I don't understand that we're fighting together. Why is that? I can't come here. And I'm not, I'm not asking for money. That's just no donations at all. I'm just saying, oh, hey, it's happened to my son too. Yes. Sorry also or not. So I'm not understanding, like, there's a lot of division when it comes to stuff like that because I don't know if people are fighting for, I, I don't know. There is a lot of division when it comes to stuff like that. It is, unfortunately. Um, there, people, we're still dealing with humans. So sometimes it's right. just, <laughs> yeah, but I think as long as you just always right. stay focused, 
Um, I, I agree with you. I believe protesting is good and all. It brings awareness, but legislative change is where we really need to be active. Um, which most people, they think they can't get involved because they, let's, let's keep it real. They're like, I don't want to go out and march and do all this. Or mm -hmm. all these people was marching and nothing has happened. So I, why do that? Okay, well, what we haven't tried is to really pull our votes together to pass legislation when these things happen. We haven't really tried that. We, we, mm -hmm. we jump on the presidential election at the very end mm -hmm. and we go along with, with whoever somebody else tells us to vote for. Mm -hmm. But as far as mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. smaller um, laws that really affect us, these, these laws that affect who's going to be our governor, mayor, uh, mayor. Holding, yeah. holding their yeah. feet to the fire, those are the things that we should be actively getting together with. And those are things you can do a lot of it from your home. So yeah, even yeah, even if yeah. you can't get out, let's say you got like a heart problem or whatever, you can't protest, you can do a lot of those things from your home. And at the very end of this with the slides, I'm going to show you some things that you can do from your home to help out um, and help her get justice for Xavier. I also want you to really research the hashtag. The reason why I wanted to do an overview of his story but not show the actual dash cam footage first was out of respect to his mom. Um, she's seen that. She doesn't need to see that all the time. But so that you can really go do the research and really see what's going on out here. And I want you to do that with every case that comes up. Don't just go by a headline and what somebody tells you and then you forget about these people's names. These are real people. Real people. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if, if somebody said, what more could you be doing as a mother or a person who is fighting for Xavier right now? And they said, well, what, what more can you do? Because the grand jury came back with a unanimous decision that it was justified, like they mostly always do. What happened in the George Floyd case, we know is an anomaly. So, and we know that there's many, many cases that that happens and they say that it's justified mm -hmm. and we're just sitting mm -hmm. there like, how? Like how? Mm -hmm. All of them? Yeah, yeah. all of them, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So what's the next step? Because they already said it was justified. What is, what is the next step you want to focus on and take? Okay. Um, as you know, we have court coming up. Um, and this is why, like, I like I gotta put this. If you know how, how normally, like, elaborate more what's going on with baby, but because we do have court coming up. Yeah, yeah. To my knowledge, the way it works is that you have to file once they go that route, it's best to file civilly since you can then go forward with a federal suit. Yes. That's to my knowledge or not. So we're gonna go that route. Um my family is going to court September the twentieth in regards to a Xavier's case. Um and it has nothing to do with my monumental like money at all. It's more so that I'm gonna take whatever steps I have to take to get justice for my son. That, well, that's the more so thing. So, uh, like, I think people are all, they're, they're used to the whole generic answer of, like, you know, they had to justify or whatnot. But at some point in time, someone has to be like, how do y'all justify all this stuff? So, someone has to be a little bit smarter than that. That's how do you keep thing. getting away with this over and over again? How do you keep getting away with that? And for America to allow the government to just fool them like that, and they're just, they're okay with that. Like, you know, how you guys constantly going with the same thing over and over and over again. So our fight will be civilly in court first, continuous to put Zay's story out there. 
Um, like I said, it, it is, it's more so with just with his, not only Xavier's case, but more so also to the legislative change. We also the constitutional amendment. That's the main thing. There's stuff in the constitution that goes back that even if we were to have police to wear body cameras and all that kind of stuff, they can do all that. Yep. At the end of the day, if the law still protects them, we still fucked over. That's the main thing. Unless we're changing on that end, we're still screwed. So very, my very fight intricately. Is it's we it's woven very intricately so they can they can very we, very, we need to have laws that say they have to release the footage in a certain amount of hours. I mean you yeah. have to be able to get it at every angle. Sure. They got it written it so smooth where it's kind of like, oh, they, they, I didn't know this. It's like, no, we're not doing that no more. Mm-hmm. People haven't set up for that ant. And it's like, that's not fair. We pay taxes and stuff. So I'm like, hold on, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. I'm supposed to go to work and pay taxes. For y'all to be into this lawsuit or not, to fuck stuff up. And I'm going to say, okay, that's cool. No, that, that we're not. No, mm-hmm. that's not how we're doing this. No, that's how they did that. We ain't doing it like that no more. So do you, are you also encouraging people to still call um, Governor Northam to demand that the case is reopened as well? What's so, uh, Mark Heron? To my knowledge, the way it works is that, I mean, Governor Northam, he can do something as well, but Mark Heron's responsible. He is as equally responsible as Ralph Northam is. Um, my issue is that the NAACP had a meeting with Mark Heron um, months back. And like in March, said, oh, hey, I think, right? Gonna, yeah, in March. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to go ahead and like have a meeting and whatnot. All right. So we did the whole little, we're going to wait a month to have this meeting. I've contacted the NOSCP a few times. I haven't heard back from them. And it's like, you know, listen, and that's what y'all doing. Just say that I'll, I'll figure out a way to go around to still meet with this guy or whatnot. What you're not going to do is get reelected and be out here saying, you know, hey, I'm going to have this meeting. Act like you're a good person. You're not doing those things. So my as the same thing, we go we go in here, we vote with these people for the president and whatnot. Mark Karen got elected then. He got reelected. So why would reelect somebody who's making false promises? Mm-hmm. That ain't right. So definitely, you know, definitely said, part of the part of the process is of actually knowing who your politicians are and what they are promising absolutely. and what they're actually doing. Absolutely. It's two different things. Promising and doing is two different things. Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Thais Alexander said, but we need to come together. I agree. We all do need to come together. We need to stop um, getting mad when someone's uh, activism is is done in a different way. There's many different avenues, and they all need to be done. And I think that if if we just allow every every part of the machine to to work together like a well-oiled machine, we get a lot further. And and nobody needs to be... um, doing this for clout like no one right. and if if it, right. if it is that then <clears throat> that needs to be kind of ignored like paid in dust and keep on going past that and that's that's what you said the key word you said it needs to be ignored mm-hmm. and it's not even a matter of it being exposed it has to be ignored when you when people begin to like put fuel to things that don't even begin to have attention you're shifting your energy to something that doesn't need to have attention, period. It's a distraction. And then you get stuck on, stuck on, it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, we, we do need to come together. But people need to allow people to kind of like fight on their own. I was a different kind of mother. I was a helicopter mom. Mm-hmm. Every mama ain't like that. I can't tell another mother how to mother their child. You know what I'm saying? I can't tell another mom how to fight with their kid either or whatnot. What I do know is that we're not fighting together. 
they're going to see that we're divided or whatnot, and we can't get anything done divided, period. Yes, it's easier to to form an attack if the, the people you're attacking are divided. You know, that's the art of war. Right. Yep. Um, yep. So for the for people who aren't familiar with the case, what, as far as um, Xavier's um, situation, what do you think should have happened differently? If you can't talk about everything, because I know court is coming up in September, but what do you think could have happened differently that will allow Xavier or someone who is in his position um, to survive that type of situation? Do you, do you think that cops should have dash cam footage that can't be altered, can't be turned off, and has immediately be released? Do you think they have to have different training, or do you believe the whole system needs to go and we need to rebuild? This whole thing, you, you can't, imagine like you're building a house, right? And the house we're going to have like termites and stuff. And y'all go in there, we just take out maybe like one of the um, the beams to get it fixed. We don't fix the whole thing. And it begins to crumble at the foundation and whatnot. The system itself is like a crumble at the foundation. They can't go in here now and say, we're going to fix the surface. All this shit down here is already fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So they can't begin to say, we're going to fix the top part. It ain't this part here whatnot. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to wing them way down here whatnot. So let's start down here, fix all this shit up here whatnot, and then work on all this stuff. Yeah, the training has to go too. We know that. But like I said, even if y'all retrain the cops, I'm going to still go back to the laws again. We know. If the law, y'all can retrain all the cops in the damn world. If they still have laws that are still protecting them, we are still screwed regardless. I think that the analogy you just made with the house and the termites is a great analogy because it's true. Like yeah. you, can, you can keep trying to put little sh- shingles and roof, you know, roof on it, but it's crumbling. You can put granite in that, Jay. All <laughs> kind of stuff. If you got termites down there eating away, that shit going to fall eventually. <laughs> Run, sure. stop. It's over with. You know? Yeah. Yes. So one of the um, things I thoroughly um, enjoyed was the event that um, we did for Xavier. Where was that at? Yeah. It was near the beach because I went to the beach. It was near, near <laughs> <Yeah>. the beach. <laughs> you were in Norfolk. I yeah, that. Norfolk. Yeah, the Chilling Grill. Um, the Chilling Grill, which was basically um, something that Xavier's family did in his honor, and it was a community event. It was, um, you know, your hot dogs, hamburgers, those type of things. We had music. It was just a great community time. Um, kids from the community coming up, getting burgers. And it was about spreading the awareness of who Xavier was. And that day, there were several people who came up who did not know nothing about Xavier Hill. And they would mm-hmm. speak to us mm-hmm. and find out all kinds of different things. Um, now I know you've done so many different events and you have taken it upon yourself to pass out flyers as much as you can. Sometimes we would print them out and they would be put in random places like Walmart, grocery store. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to post the actual flyer on the podcast page tonight. So feel free to print those out and put them up anywhere. Put them in the meat section in the grocery store, whatever. Um, Yes. yes. What I what I would like for you to convey to people is what is what is the, usually the um, I know I know you get some people who who understand and empathize right, but how do you keep fighting when you are faced with people who 
are nasty and vile because I've seen it with my own eyes. I've been there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so how do how do you continue to fight for your son when we go out here or you're out here and you, you're encountering these nasty, vile, racist people? And a lot of them don't think they're racist. That's what's crazy. It's like a mental illness mm -hmm. when you, when you, you know how mm -hmm. it is. But mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. do you, what drives you to keep going past that? And how do you handle that? I think sometimes even the ones being nasty to me, kind of like that, that might fuel me a little bit, I feel like. Okay. Uh, you already know I don't mind cussing nobody out. Yeah. You already know that. And sometimes I didn't like cussing nobody out. It's more so like when, my feelings do get hurt, and I, and I still do deal with the whole, like, I could be having the fire out. People are like, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good. I'm like, I'm not selling nothing. I'm not selling nothing. I'm not actually reading at all or not. And just that question, I even have, like, um, moms who I think, you know, are supposed to be sympathetic to me when I understand, like, oh, no, I don't want that. And it's like, you know, I found myself getting upset with them, too, but sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm either gonna, I could either get mad at you and block you or not, I can let you walk away. Right? Yes. A lot of times I'll say something like, you know, my son was killed by the police in January. It could happen to you too. And they kind of look back to me like, what? And I'm like, you heard what I said, because it could happen to you. Mm -hmm. And it kind of catches their attention a little bit. So sometimes I kind of just throw it off with another little statement. I'm like, you know, hey, it was you, it was you what was you doing? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it does become kind of confrontational, but I kind of feel like we can't get anywhere without having those uncomfortable moments. Very so true. I don't mind having those uncomfortable moments. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Very true. Um, Christine Pittman said, love you, LaToya Benton. I've been following the case from the very beginning and praying for continued strength, justice for Xavier. Um, Broadway so said, Harris so said, hey, Broadway. Broadway said, rebuild from the ground up, new foundation. I agree. I'm Absolutely. definitely more of the uh, revolution. I just feel like it's like like you. I feel like the termites have invaded. The roaches are infesting. No, the rats are, the are rat, there. You name it, they got me. Yeah, and you I feel it. like we just got it's it. so. Once you really start getting into stuff, and you see how they have these laws where they can slickly get away with stuff, it's like you just got to We got to tear it all down. Um, I used to say certain things would never, never happen, right? Um, so I would always say, oh, the police department will never change. They never going to, we're not going to have a root revolution for that. But now I don't say that anymore. And I'm going to tell you why. I never thought marijuana was ever going to be legalized in Virginia. I used to say it all the time. I'm going to be honest because it's a commonwealth, right? Say it again. Right. And what happened and how that happened has a lot to do with, um, the governor's blackface scandal and the delegates holding his, you know, feet to the fire about certain things sure. that were affecting us. That's sure. a really good example of what we need to start doing. Don't just mm -hmm. cancel these people when they reveal their racist ways or their evil ways. Hold them to the fire and be like, oh, you want our vote? Mm -hmm. Okay, we need to do this. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. definitely, definitely, um, I, I hold out hope. It's very... Um, difficult that we're all touched by this um i am somebody who has an ex-boyfriend who was also murdered by the police his name is hussein shahada this woman that you see her son was murdered by the police we have countless countless family members friends who are in the same shoes or they are in our prison system 
um, serving five times more time than their counterparts for the same crimes. My brother, I have a brother who is in prison right now serving 16 years. So I know how this affects especially black mm -hmm. families in this country. I know it firsthand. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't affect you right now, it probably will if you don't get involved in help. So what LaToya is asking for, for her son, is for her son, but it's not just for her son. And I think Absolutely. that's what you're trying to, you know, let everybody know. For and sure. that's the main thing I want people to understand that, like, yeah, I'm fighting for Xavier, but well, maybe he's gone. I can't bring Xavier back. What I can do is help save other lives who can be saved and whatnot. It's not a matter of people say, oh, we can pull about a police, we should do this. We shouldn't do shit. Mm -hmm. The same thing that the white boy do, we should do it, whatnot, period. We did the same privilege or whatnot. Mm -hmm. We paid the same amount of taxes to whatever. So why are they not honoring our rights? And why are people mad about them not honoring our rights? That's my main thing. So I'm going to have to be a voice. Whatnot. I'm going to keep pushing and fighting to understand, like, this is a real thing. My People say, um, oh, your son turned eight. Well, you start fighting when he passed away. No. I raised a black boy in America. Mm -hmm. You know how hard that is that you got a fair shot or whatnot? Y'all think you're going to take him away at 18 years old and I'm going to stop fighting for my son? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. no. Um, Lindsay Rodriguez said, there is so much strength and power and vulnerability. See something. Say something. Latinx community has your back, LaToya. Thank you. So um, we're going to go ahead and get ready to close. Before we go, I want you guys to look at the um, file that I have on the screen. That's what I'm also going to print. You can get in contact um, with Miss Benton by searching the hashtag Justice for Xavier if you'd like to donate, um, help, anything. She, she has um, a need sometimes for financial help because she's put up billboards for her son in different areas um it takes time away from work things like that she's not out here trying to you know what i'm saying come up financially it's just it, protesting and getting out there and printing these flyers and all those things take money so if you can help out and donate that would be great if you can call the governor's office or do any of these things we have here that would be great as well just get involved spread his story spread his story don't let it go away um a lot of times there's so many names that some names get lost and then every once in a while a name will blow up and we can't really figure out why that one blew up but the other one didn't but all Not these the yeah but all yeah. these people deserve justice and all these people deserve recognition latoya yeah. thank you so much for being here is there anything you would like to close out with and say to the audience before we play the video of um xavier again um i just want them to, to, to continue to help fight for justice for Xavier and not just for Xavier but for all stolen lives. At some point in time, people have to catch the fire and you know, say, so, you know, hey, we're going to stand up for what is right, but it has to be a consistency thing. Um, Black Lives Matter is not a matter of a movement. We work every single day. People have to realize that we wake up every single night, we're standing every single day. So I don't want people to continue to share all the hashtags, do all that too, but it goes beyond sharing the hashtag. Call these governors, call these mayors, hold them accountable. What's going on out here? I agree. I agree. Thank you so much. Um, my prayers as with as with I you like your and your shirt family. Too. <laughs> 
somebody. I peeped that. I was like, you know, I saw her with her shirt on. I, I, I peeped you. <laughs> somebody special got it for me, you know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're twins today, but don't tell your sister, don't I, be mad I at me. I think we're twins, I, I love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Latoya. I'll call you in just a little bit. Well, I'll text you in a little bit when we're done. Wrap it okay, up. Okay, thank you for having me on. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, bye, honey. Bye. And everyone, please, please, please just take a couple of minutes to watch this video that we're about to put on. It was the same video that we started with, but just so you can kind of get a little bit of who Xavier's personality was through the song. And it's one of my favorite um, J. Cole songs because it's really about exactly what this is. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I will be back next week at 8 p.m. with Beware and Drew Famous on the Dope Academy podcast. Thank you for watching. And I'm in denial, and it don't take no x-ray to see right through my smile. I know I'll be on the go. No drink out there that can numb my soul. Announcement comes following the shooting death of Hill. You may remember back on January 9th, the 18 year old led state troopers on a high speed chase before crashing into an embankment on I 64 in Goochland. Troopers fatally shot him when they claimed he reached for a. Xavier Hill! Xavier Hill! Hill! Just Xavier Hill, because we're not going to let their name die in vain. We're going to be out here for Black Lives. We're out here. We're Xavier Hill. Say his name. Xavier Hill. Say his name. That it ain't no gun they make that can kill my soul. Thirty days. I'm in the with the boots. I'm in the